0: Well,
1: welcome back to the Gospel for Life. We're glad you're with us. We are a little short-handed this morning. We don't have Phil with us, Phil Moran from Christ Presbyterian, um, but we do have Josh Bales from The Well and Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring um, United Reformed. <laughs> you forgot already. I, <laughs> you're in my your sister church. I <laughs> know, uh, I know. I was momentarily blanking on a name. Um, we have been working through Pentecost and the outpouring of the Spirit in, in uh, We've kind of, throughout, have kind of suggested that this is a transformational moment in the life of the church. Um, Not that the Spirit wasn't working before, um, but it's about degrees. It's a greater outpouring. And because of that, you really have um, the Word coming. Um, All of these apostles will then provide us with the New Testament Um, So we have that truth that is now in our possession, um, showing us the beauty and the glory of Jesus Christ, how he's fulfilling the Old Testament. Um, But we also have the word going out um, in concentric circles away from Jerusalem and to the ends of the earth, where um, the word is going into all these different people groups. Um, at Pentecost, it's, it's proselytes, it's, it's um, those that are from different nations but are still attached to the Jewish faith, um, but they're coming from all different nations. But as the book of Acts goes on, it's about the word going into, into the Gentile world. Um, and so this, you really have the explosion of the church because of the power that's given by Jesus Christ to his church with his ascension. However, there are those that are living right now that will say, that's great, but I don't feel that. I don't experience that powerful working of the Spirit. There are days when I'm not even sure that I'm a Christian. I I think I am. I I, I have... And isn't that, isn't that
2: part of the Holy Spirit's work to yeah. convict of sin and, and righteousness? And so this is something that was promised. And so uh, some of those doubts are uh, placed there yep. uh, you know, by the Holy Spirit that we might be serious about our Christian life.
1: Mm-hmm. And so what, what happens when you're in that moment where you're saying, okay, I get that the Spirit has come in fullness, but I— Not feeling full at all. I quite honestly, I feel kind of empty. So, what word do you have for those that Pentecost feels like a pipe dream to them?
0: Maybe just one thing. What what is your ultimate standard for judging truth in in your life? Is it your feelings, or is it the Word of God? And I think Mm -hmm. this is massive. I regularly talk to people who are run by their feelings, and I try to make the analogy of you know the the train engine and the caboose the train engine is the facts of the the bible the caboose are your feelings if you are run by your feelings you're you're going to be dead on the tracks your feelings have to follow the facts and so i would just say just to start off with what is your final authority is it your feelings or is it the facts of of the bible
1: and what happens when you have the person that's saying but i'm trying to live by what the word says i'm trying to read the Bible. I'm I'm praying, but it feels so empty. It seems like I'm just going through motions. I mean the Puritans used to talk about times of spiritual desertion mm-hmm. that they weren't and, and the Bible really talks deserted. About the
0: Bible talks about that.
1: Yes. So then what what words of comfort, wor- words of encouragement, what words of
2: uh, directive would you have for, for those people? You know, I'd I'd placed something on the church's website just this past week and uh, there's – you know, one is the scripture verse, and then the other was a quote by Warren Wiersbe. Um, the scripture verse is Deuteronomy 31.8. It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. And Warren Wiersbe commented, the remedy for discouragement is the word of God. When you feel your heart and mind with its truth, you regain your perspective and find renewed strength. Mm-hmm. So when you feed your mind and heart with truth, you regain Perspective. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, when you say, I don't feel it, it's the time when you need to actually tell yourself what is true. Yes. What does the Word of God say? The word of God tells you that He will never leave you nor forsake you. This is the promise. This was the promise of uh, Jesus' ascension and sending forth of the Holy Spirit. That he, no longer would Jesus be limited to um, physical body in this world, but He would pour out His Spirit, and and His Spirit, you know, which, you know, I mean, is. Um, you know, everywhere present. Mm-hmm. And so there will be no place you can go. And and even David knew this, you know, some yeah. um, you know, where shall where shall I go? Yeah. Where should I go outside of your spirit? Yeah. I mean the Old Testament knew this as well. Yeah. But we need to know that ourselves.
0: Yeah, and I would just add to that, you know, we've been going through the book of Acts. Helpfully the the book of Acts doesn't end with oh and then and then three thousand souls were converted that day. You know, it goes further. It then continues by saying, "And they, those converts, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayers." This is what we call in the you know Reformed tradition that the the means of, of grace those those ways in which we find we find right. the working of the Holy Spirit. So so so, uh, corporately we're coming together on the Lord's Day. Uh, we're, we're hearing the Word of God, we're praying the Word of God, we're singing the Word of God, uh, mm. we're tasting the Word of God in, in sacrament. Uh, those are the ordinary means of grace. And I think a lot of people think that, well, that's not very um, exciting. Give, give me a better prescription to fix my spiritual despond- depon- despondency. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Or desertion um, than just this, really? I mean, that's what you're going to tell me is just use the ordinary means of grace to, to help me in, in my – depression or anxiety. And I, I
1: think one of the key thoughts in 42 through 47 of Acts chapter 2 is the thought of together, mm-hmm. that the fellowship, that they were together, that they were breaking bread to, you know, with one another. There's a sense that they were not isolated. Mm-hmm. And I think so many people underestimate the, the power of the body the collective body um for the encouragement of of the soul,
2: well, you think about the prophet Elijah after he had this wonderful um you know experience you know where the prophets of baal and and Elijah and fire comes down and consumes the altar, and he's vindicated and believing in the one true God, then he runs off and says it's only me and that and um, you know the Lord has to remind him of the numbers that haven't bowed their knee to ba- Baal. Yeah. He has to remind them of that fellowship that he has with others. Mm-hmm. And as you say, this is a this is a means of grace: the gathering together, to hearing God's word, breaking bread together, yeah. the 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 prayers, the united prayers of one another. These are the things that will build us up. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna.
1: I'm going to make a strong statement, but I believe it's true, that the greatest time you need to be in church is when you don't feel like it. Yes. And we have a tendency to say, "Uh, I don't feel like going to church, so I'm not going to, or this has happened, so I don't want to be there. Um, Those are the exact moments when you need to be there because what you need is you need the church to be praying over you, praying for you. When you feel like your prayers aren't going beyond the ceiling, then, 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 join with the prayers of the church. Have the church sing over you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think this is what Colossians is saying—that we sing not one just for another. the. Yeah, we don't just sing to God. We're singing for one another. So we're singing mm-hmm. truth to one another. Amen. Um, and have word, God's word come upon you. And I, I've just from my limited time as a as a minister, what I've noticed is that when people are in these positions. That's when they actually disengage.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I'm saying, no, that's
0: exactly the moment where you have to engage, where you need more of the church. It's, it's like if, you're, if your three-year-old is sick and they're, they're vomiting, they don't want to drink the Pedialyte. Um, but what do you do as a good parent? You continue to give it to them because that's what you, they 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 need to get healthy. That's, that's no different in our spiritual life. Mm-hmm. We, we need those very things that at that moment our flesh is is repulsed against, but that's the very thing that will that will pull us out.
1: Um, this is slightly changing gears, not topics, but are there certain portions of Scripture for those that are in this in, in this moment of their life, Christian life? that you would direct them to a certain portion of Scripture that you have found helpful
0: in these your own moments where you've experienced some of this? For me, the Upper Room Discourse. um, I mean, it starts out with, do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. And then he gives them a heavenly vision. I think one of the things that... uh, we, we fail to see is how powerful a vision of glory in heaven works on our souls. I know that in my darkest moments when I fix my eyes on eternal things, uh, future glory of, of the saints in heaven, of the angels worshiping before God, those things have an immense ability to lift me up no matter what I'm facing. For me, for me there.
2: And, and I think that's true. You can go to a number of, different, um, of the different epistles and find – You know, something to buoy yourself. If you listen, if you're reading Philippians, you know you're reading about joy, and he talks about having this mind in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. There, you know, we can turn to the Psalms, and the Psalms Mm -hmm. will, uh, obviously, you know, you're reading about that was the right
0: answer, wasn't it?
2: This. The, the Psalms. Psalms, the Psalms are, the Psalms are talking about That's all of right our emotions. Answer. You can't go wrong there. You know, I mean, right. uh, just read a read a Psalm. It's going to touch upon something that you've experienced. I Sorry, even, I'm, I'm jabbing at him. I'm not jabbing it. Yeah, this
0: is this
1: is not right. These young, <laughs> young, young bucks nowadays. Um, I was actually even thinking of of the second half, or not really half, but Isaiah 40 forward. Um, is sometimes referred to the Book of Comfort, um, mm-hmm. and I think it's it's helpful because it's being spoken to a people that are in exile, mm-hmm. um, and in their exile, Isaiah is coming and saying, "Don't despair. You can continue to be a people of hope because, mm-hmm. and in and in some ways, it's like the Upper Room discourse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I save what's that i <laughs> said oh, nice, nice save. trying to save you <laughs> yeah yeah
2: save us. well you're asking the question so you knew the answer <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't that's the problem
0: are there books that you have found especially helpful i'm reading thomas goodwin right now on the heart of christ that's the book that gentle and lowly was mm-hmm. modeled after mm-hmm. and it's so rich with um Jesus' love towards the church at the at the precise moment when we're despairing, because his whole thesis is, now that Jesus is in heaven, we're tempted to think that he doesn't love us as much. And I found that book super helpful. Yeah,
2: and that and that book, Gentle and Lowly, is one that we're going to have at the conference, and it's a, a really good book. But I also think that probably what is helpful is to have a, a hymnal. Hmm. I mean, just have just have a, you know, one, you can read the Psalms. The Psalms were meant to sing. But when you have a tune in your heart and you're, you're looking at that mm. hymnal alongside your, the Word of God, there's something about singing to yourself mm. uh, that actually picks you up.
1: I would also recommend Joe Thorns' Experiencing the Trinity. He wrote that after a dark period in his own life. And so he's one that walked that journey. And then this is his coming out of it and, and rejoicing in, in the Trinity. You have been listening to The Gospel for Life.
0: We will see you next time. back.